This is a previously recorded episode. This show is broadcasting live from the Podcast Detroit studios in Royal Oak, Michigan. For more information about the show or our network, please visit www.podcastdetroit.com. Good evening, everybody. I'm Casey Pierce, and I got DJ Kate on the ones that do. Say hello. 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 And uh, we are uh, currently uh, waiting for Holly. She, she, you know, comes fashionably late just because she's got school, getting educated. I'm very proud of her. So priorities, you know. Uh, anyways, uh, while we're waiting for her, how was your weekend? Uh, how was my weekend? That's a great question. I have sick brain right now. Um, it was it was pretty good from what I remember. Uh, Friday had a bonfire and because we had a lot of stuff to burn, <laughs> like literally pallets to burn. <laughs> so <laughs> our, our clothes and yeah, you, you know, know anything, anything that touched the sickness. <laughs> anything we just needed to get rid of, we decided. I mean, now's the best time. We saw we had a Lysol party. <laughs> <laughs> That's literally. Uh, I live with my two roommates. Uh, Melissa, who we call Moo, and then Heather. And Heather's such a germaphobe. Like, literally everything I touch, she would follow behind me with a can of Lysol. Like, she buys the jumbo ones, and she'll be she'll go buy, like, a dozen of them at a time just to Jeez. keep, like, a stock. And baby wipes. So, like, everything I've ever touched over the weekend has just been sprayed down since then. Sterilized, yeah. It's great. It feels like you're constantly breathing in Lysol, which probably isn't going to make me feel any better. No, you're going to go from flu to cancer. I mean, that's what I get for working with kids, just cesspools of germs. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, I we were in New York Comic Con over the weekend, and I came home with what we call con crud. It's, you know, <laughs> I, I seriously... I heard to, it was a pretty smelly ride back. <laughs> oh, my God, that too. That van smelled like seven kinds of crotch. Um, <laughs> but, <clears throat> excuse me, um, speaking of sick, you know, you're shaking hands with over 200 people. You gotta expect oh, to get yeah. something. Although I wish I could point out patient zero and have a few words. <laughs> you, know. you, you were <laughs> you, the one. You were the monkey with AIDS. <laughs> it was you. Uh, so, anyways, uh, before she gets here, uh, I mean, we're we're gonna go into how quantum theory proves consciousness. Um, that consciousness moves uh, to another universe after death. So, um, there is the internet's been buzzing about this. Um, of course, uh, Dr. Uh, Lanza, uh, who is a expert in regenerative medicine, uh, seems to have proven through quantum theory that there's life after death. We won't get into that yet. Um, we also are going to touch on the creepy clown trend. We're going to touch on, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One of them finally died. Did he? Re- oh, save that dude. Oh, save sorry. it. We didn't know that. I got excited. <laughs> no, I'm excited now too. Um, and I'll then we're going to go into NYCC. Uh, but anyway, I have a book recommendation. I am currently reading "Firing Up" or "Fire Up Your Writing Brain: How to Use uh, Pure." Excuse me, I can't even talk today. How to use proven neuroscience to become a more creative, productive, and successful writer by Susan Reynolds. Um, now, this book spoke to me, and, and I'm saying this and I'm bringing this up because a lot of our listeners uh, happen to be either aspiring creators or creators themselves, and I've had this where. 
you know, oh, I, I can only write when I'm inspired. You know, that sort of um, faux pretentious mindset that's just uh, an excuse for, I don't feel like it. Because as Harlan Ellison says, you know, nobody wants to fucking do this. Nobody wants to sit in a dark office for hours and write and be isolated. And it's true. But uh, you do it because it's worth the reward. But um, we all seem to fall into this uh, writer's block uh, theory that doesn't really exist. Um, so proven through neuroscience, when you haven't been writing in a while, when you don't do something every day, the synapses uh, in your brain of that section of the brain where you stored you know, those memories, those habits, all those things, they go dormant. And when they go dormant, you're not firing them up because you're not using it every day. So it's just like riding a bike. You're not. Some people don't ride a bike every day. I haven't rode one in months. But once I get on it, you know how it fires up the synapses again. Exactly. So you have to force yourself to just wake it up. You have to force yourself to write something, something, anything at all. Just a few sentences, even if it's bullshit, something nobody's ever going to read. Go ahead and just do it. And it did suggest um, different prompts to fire up the synapses. Uh, for instance, um, I'm using their sentence that says, writing makes me feel blank. Okay, so I tried it out. And you have to handwrite these things because if you type it out, you are less likely to be as engaged um, because of the sort of hand, I think it takes more effort to handwrite something, therefore you will be more engaged. Also, uh, it takes you out of Googling anything, which is a total distraction. Um, so I'm like, okay, so writing makes me feel powerful, was the first thing I thought. And then that thought connected to another thought about a time when I felt powerful writing. I tapped into that feeling instantly. Boom. The synapses were fired up, and I sit and I wrote a couple pages of my sci-fi comic book series, Nora, which is available on SourcePointPress.com. <laughs> Over 300 copies sold in New York. Um, anyways, but um, it worked. It really did, and I've just been eating this book up. So uh, I suggest it to uh, anyone. Um, just in general, I mean, neuroscience is amazing. And I'm obsessed with neuroscience, and that was actually the whole reason that I had uh, wrote Nora. Uh, Nora, of course, uh, I'm going to plug myself while we're waiting for Holly. <laughs> Nora is a coma fisher for hire. She has the ability to delve into your mind's eye and retrieve you from or help you cross over during a coma. And she obtained that d- ability while working in pathogenic development for the CIA, creating hellish viruses for means of biological warfare. Um, and that was... Uh, Partly inspired by my obsession with neurology and my obsession with neurology, speaking of linking uh, memories, um, came with uh, my diagnosis of MS. So from age 24, I've just been um, all about neuroscience. So it's called Fire Up Your Writing Brain, How to Use Proven Neuroscience to Become a More Creative, Productive, and Successful Writer. So go ahead and Google Susan Reynolds, R-E-Y-N-O-L-D-S, I found this book at Barnes and Noble. It was seventeen bucks, best seventeen bucks I've ever spent to date. Um, and you should be able to find it on Amazon, probably cheaper. But I just happened to find this in the store, and I'm absolutely loving it. So, um, and it also, interestingly enough, especially as women, we pride ourselves in being able to multitask. No such thing. You cannot multitask. Science has proven that you will not do it. Effectively, there's no such thing because let's say 
okay, you're cooking and you're also doing laundry. Okay, so you fold in laundry, you go in bed to check the cooking, you are still just switching rapidly from one task to another. You are not literally sitting there stirring the pot and folding a towel. You cannot do that. No human being can do that at all. So if you are going to write, um, just, you know, illustrators, you can sit and watch television show and doodle. And even then, you're still dividing your attention. You are not multitasking. You happen to hear the background noise, but you're not looking up and then drawing, you know, like some project. Maybe some of you are. I mean, that that would be the 0.5% of you. Um, but no, multitasking does not exist. Um, so writing does require your full, undivided attention. Turn off the phone. Um, you can listen to the music if you want. We don't watch television shows because we can't. I've tried to do that, and I will write what I'm watching. I'll, you know, I'll write Walking Dead. You know? I mean, I am inspired by television and movies, but I'm not going to sit here and write a whole damn episode and piss off Kirkman, you know. But there you have it. So, <laughs> um, yeah, Susan Reynolds. Look that up, guys. I, I'm really, really enjoying this. I just happened to find it on a fluke when I was in the store buying Funkos because the Rogue One Funkos came out. Uh, I love Star Wars. Star Wars is life. Um, <coughs> so... Anyways, and that's it's uh, my book recommendation. Do you have a book recommendation? I don't. I haven't read a lot lately. Well, some kid asked you to read an interesting book uh, <laughs> at your work. It was called "Where Do Babies Come From?" The kids only two, and the word "sperm" was mentioned in the book at least five times. Where did they get the book, though? I don't know. Who approved that to go on the shelf? I'm not teaching a kid what the word sperm is. <laughs> like, they're going to go home to their mom and dad and just be like, today I learned about sperm. <laughs> no, no. We had talked about this earlier and how it should be called. You were born a champion. <laughs> the fastest sperm swimmer there is. <laughs> Which some of them you kind of wonder, like, how bad were the others? Me. I eat stand. Even though I'm five. Uh, I hate being sick. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just going to be me all night, just random. Oh, yeah, me crunching on a cough drop is going to be all me that. Me, too. I don't, you can only suck on a cough drop for so long before you have to chew it. It's yeah, just no, the way I'm life works. It right now. It's the sorry. same thing with candy. For anybody who hears that. I don't know. One of my ears is ringing, so I can't really hear it. <laughs> <laughs> but, um... Yeah, so any doubts that you had about writing and, oh, I'm just, I've not inspired lately. Oh, my <laughs> God. I can't create anything. I just can't seem to sit down and draw anything. Yes, you can. Even if you're not going back to the project you were once working on. Like, let's say you're writing a script Ooh. or... Mm. Did it. Oh, no. Mm. Okay, so <laughs> Kate has a cough drop <laughs> in her mouth and she's drinking booze. At the same time, and all night, she's going to be making that wince face because she's going to reach for that booze because it's disgusting. I, I just don't even realize it. It's a habit. I also have a water, which I'm going to switch to that. Whoops. There you go. Ugh. I knew it was going to happen at least once. <laughs> and oh, here's Holly. Perfect timing. Holly. I just wrapped up my book recommendation. Mm-hmm. It's called Fire Up Your Writing Brain. It's how neuroscience proves that... Writer's block doesn't have to exist. 
You just have to sit down and fucking write. <laughs> did you fucking write? I did, girl. No, they they had prompts. You know, like like daily devotionals. Like, okay, here's a <laughs> sentence, right? Um, the one I've been using is um, writing makes me feel blank. I'll uh, put powerful. Then immediately the synapses in my brain woke up and was like, when was the time that you felt powerful writing? Oh, I remember that. Oh, my God, I want to write now. You know, it's just like writing a bike. When you haven't done it, the synapses in your brain of that section of your brain that holds that memory go dormant. And then once you get on the bike, you're good because it fires up again. It never goes away. When was the time you felt powerful while writing? Uh, <laughs> yep. Actually, this morning when I was writing <laughs> these notes. I, you know, I woke up really early and like, I did the the writing thing and it helped me with this. Um, what did I say? Writing makes me feel inventive. So, and then I just went to work on watch list notes. I tore that bitch up for two hours. <laughs> I tore that bitch on the, up. On the wrong article. I thought it was the one you had sent me before, and it totally wasn't. I failed. But I still made notes <laughs> on that one, too. So. <laughs> so, she went above and beyond. Overachiever. Yeah, where's my gold star? I have some at work. I'll bring you some next time. <laughs> I brought some from school. Aw. I got a cough drop you can have. A cough drop. We'll trade. <laughs> We're both sick. Yeah, we both sound fantastic, don't we? You sound better than I do. And I'm great. Fuck off. Great. <laughs> I got over my uh, my uh, sinus infection. I'm oh, great yeah, now. you were the first one to have it. You were patient zero. <laughs> I was the monkey. You Let's the, just blame you. You're the monkey with AIDS. Yeah. I'm the monkey with AIDS. You were on the watch list. Immediately, we added you to the watch list just now. Dun, dun, dun. dun, dun. Alrighty, so let's get into it. I'm going to have Holly lead off. (laughs) Alright, so I discovered this article about quantum theory proves consciousness moves to another universe after death. A new book titled Biocentrism, How Life and Consciousness Are the Keys to Understanding the Nature of the Universe. This has created some commotion lately due to the author, Dr. Robert Lanza, implying that life does not end when the body dies. It can last forever. Dr. Lanza was voted third most important scientist alive by the New York Times. And Dr. Lanza has become involved with physics, quantum mechanics, and astrophysics. This mixture has given birth to the new theory of biocentricism, which the professor has been preaching ever since. And that actually teaches that life and consciousness are fundamental to the universe. And Lanza states that we carry space and time around with us like turtles with shells. And that even when the shell comes off, as he refers that to space and time, that we still exist. This theory implies that death of consciousness simply does not exist. He also believes that multiple universes can exist simultaneously in one universe. The body can be dead, in an, and in another, it continues to exist, absorbing consciousness, which migrated into the universe. This means that a dead person while traveling through the same tunnel ends up not in hell or heaven, but in a similar world he or she once inhabited this time alive. So he's saying that once your body carries on, well, not your body, your soul carries on to another plane or another universe, as he calls it. Um, you are actually alive in this one, in a, c- a certain sense, is what I took out of that. 
Yeah, I did too. I mean, um, I liked that they compared it to um, if the body receives consciousness the way a cable box receives satellite signals, then of course consciousness uh, does not end at the physical vehicle, this physical vehicle, the body. Um, It exists outside the constraints of time and space, and it's available literally everywhere. I mean, you cannot go anywhere without um, some form of consciousness. Um, you know, what I, I really loved about this article was that it was, it was like a cosmic Russian doll. There oh, yeah. Go. There's your Russians, Kate. I'm surprised you didn't pipe up. Goddamn Russians. Yeah, but they're giving <laughs> us life after death. Um, but no, it just keeps unfolding and unfolding. But my question is, since you are, okay, let's say this theory is correct, um, which this is a beautiful theory and I want to believe that. And I, actually I do. Um, when you depart into another dimension, does this prove something like reincarnation? That's actually kind of the way it's, he perceived it, or at least I took out of it, because he says there is no hell. It was confusing to me a little bit, because he says there is no heaven or hell, but there is another universe, and you're alive in this universe. And I didn't know if he meant your souls go into a different universe, and it's just your soul and your and you're, um, I don't know, because he described that this universe is almost like the exact same as what we're living in now with our bodies. Is that how you took out of it when you read it? Well, he, or you took out of it that I, I did, but at the same time, what puzzled me was he said that you you go into a dimension or universe that you once inhabited. He, he said that, and that kind of tripped me up a little bit. Okay, you once inhabited. Like, I wish I would have been there to say, okay, elaborate on that. What do you mean you once inhabited? You were there before? Right. Do you go back in time? I don't know. Uh, or do we go to the same universe or not? Are we going to different ones? I won't see y'all again. So I guess, uh, yeah, it confuses me a little bit, too, because like you said, he's saying in a similar world that you have once inhabited, uh, obviously not exactly saying reincarnation, and at least that's not what he stated outright, but, and then he says this time alive. Right. And also Lanza, um, being the expert in regenerative medicine and uh, scientific director of advanced cell technology, uh, in the past he's been known for extensive research which involves stem cells. Uh, he was famous for uh, the clonings of several endangered animals. Uh, but he became involved with physics and quantum mechanics and astrophysics not that long ago. So the mixture of all of these expertise that he had um, gave birth to this theory of biocentrism uh, that teaches that life and consciousness are fundamental to the universe. Um, and you're right, this has created a lot of buzz. And uh, I know a few listeners are on their knees right now repenting, but he says there's no heaven or hell. But uh, there is a different level of consciousness being that uh, you kind of go into another dimension. But the thought that that there is life after death is um, a comforting thing. I think it's a beautiful thing. And I loved this article and I love that you found it. Thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. You get a gold star. You get a cough drop. I get get a cough drop. It's cherry. (laughs) Ooh, cherry. (laughs) What do you think about this, DJ Kate? (laughs) Well, do you believe in life after death? 
I mean, maybe I don't know if I'd view it as the same way as him because it makes it sound like the way he says it to me, it almost sounds like he's saying you go to like a parallel universe, like a similar parallel universe. Yeah, that's kind of that's kind of how I perceived it at first when I read it too. But I can also see it as the reincarnation aspect too. Right. I mean, I can, I can see it as the reincarnation part, but the way he's phrasing it is he makes it sound like you're not reborn into this earth. You're, it's like you basically continue as yourself, but in a different type of universe. I don't know. I think that's kind of cool. It's like Star Trek. I'll think about it. It is a lot like Star Trek. So he says, <laughs> like you said, it's not heaven or hell, but in a similar world where he or she once inhabited this time alive. So maybe he's meaning, maybe not reincarnation, but similar world to where you lived when you had your actual body form. Right. So it's like being on Earth, but for souls. Well, he does say it is, it's consciousness that creates our material universe, not the other way around. So he does make it a point to point that out. Um, So I think that's, Kind of clarification there. Um, gosh, I wish we could have him on the show. Um, <laughs> Call him up. <laughs> but I, I did take reincarnation from this. Um, I really did. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, it, you know, we've talked about the idea of the fourth dimension and that how people do believe it exists. We wouldn't be able to perceive it but um, that it could explain um, paranormal activity, ghosts. I was actually thinking that as I was reading it and he was talking about other universes. I was mm-hmm. thinking of other dimensions. But to, to think of, like, okay, let's take a haunting, for instance. And I thought about this, too. Um, let's say someone was haunting, like, a hospital. Okay. Um, it's a horrible thought to think that they would be exiled to that one place um, and just kind of stay there and loom there in that universe uh, without um, means of regular human contact and so forth, just kind of watching everybody else go through the motions. Um, he doesn't think that they're a heaven or hell, but perhaps this is what the Catholics perceive as purgatory. This is some sort of being trapped. And I think things like, uh, you know, religious catalysts, um, let's say, priests and whatnot, exorcism, things like that, um, help people get to that next plane, perhaps? I wonder if he even believes in heaven or hell at all, because, and I'm not trying to generalize scientists, but at the same time I am, because almost all scientists, aren't they, they don't really, they're not that religious, they more think of it as either in the primate sense where we formed out of apes or... Or just Big everything Bang black Theory, and white. or yeah. or too, it could be you know he's a prestigious guy. I mean, he's the third most important scientist, you know, according to the internet, um, you know, in this uh, generation. Um, he probably has to be careful what he says, so he could inside be believing something else. But you have to watch what you say in the community, or you too will be exiled. <clears throat> Word of the night. <coughs> I believe that too. I feel like there are, and I mean, I'm a Christian, so, but there, uh, there's a majority of Christians out there that would be 
throwing their arms up and yeah. totally against wanting to hear anything else other than what they believe. Right. Yeah. So it would cause some controversy. Yeah. I mean, hats off to them for making noise. Um, but uh, I began researching after I read all of this and really thought on it about the way other religions uh, and walks of faith view the afterlife. And what was interesting was <laughs> what I learned about Buddhism. Uh, Buddhists don't believe that we each possess an eternal soul. Instead, eternal souls um, for individuals consist of a bundle of habits, memories, sensations, desires, and so forth, which delude one into thinking that he or she consists of a stable, lasting self. Um, they think that this is our false self that kind of hangs together uh, as a unit. And um, they believe that life in this corporal body is viewed that it's a negative thing, that living is the source of all suffering. And you wouldn't think that from Buddhism because it's so, you know, peaceful and whatnot, but they're like, well, life sucks, but let's make the most of it. Because Buddha asserted that what keeps us bound to the death rebirth process is desire. The desire in the sense of wanting or craving anything uh, and everything in the world. Hence the goal of getting off the Ferris wheel of reincarnation necessarily involves uh, freeing oneself of desire. Nirvana is a Buddhist term for liberation. Nirvana literally means extinction. So to be extinct would to be, I guess, the way they see it. Okay, you you are rid of ever desiring this, that, or the other thing. You are just free. You, You mean like you just sacrifice yourself, you die, and that's it. So Buddhists believe that there is no real afterlife. No. Uh, so, so thank Buddha you're dead because you're not that whiny bitch who wants all the bunch of useless shit anymore. You're extinct. So all you people that love those peaceful Buddhist memes that claim you're Buddhist just because of that, you might want to evaluate whether you think uh, life just sucks and then you die. Because most people don't think like that. And they shouldn't. I think that's horrible. Um or maybe Buddhists are more focused on here and now and trying to create this peaceful planet and then their souls go on. <laughs> right. Well, you know, the Jews are like you know. that. The Jews don't talk too much about the afterlife, which is surprising um, because the Ju- you know, the Judeo-Christian faith, I mean, that's where we get Christianity. It's just a different form. And the Christians are all about – it's interesting because you had posted before about um, what is the meaning of life and pondering the meaning of life and it got me thinking how most Christian faiths and I'm not saying all guys come on um, are so focused on the meaning of life is preparing for the afterlife what's coming here after kind of, the, the Egyptians were like that you know they built empires so because they believed you could take it with you uh, Christians don't believe that but they do believe that you have to prep your soul for the afterlife and that is the meaning of life. However, the Jews aren't like that. They're very much uh, in the here and now, and you shouldn't worry too much about that because if you are a person of good character and you are molding yourself morally right now, then don't worry about it. I thought that was kind of cool. I didn't know that either. Yeah, I didn't know that either. So, but yeah, basically, uh, the Buddhists think that it's this... I guess what Christians would call sin that's around us 
or um, that primal desire to have it all, to want more, you know, giving into that um, selfish sin. Um, you won't be able to do that if you're dead, if you reach nirvana or you are, like I said, nirvana translates to extinct. So Buddhism is about trying to get rid of that selfishness? Yes. Yes. Uh, I'm and surprised that there is... This, this article I'm, could be taking it from a grim standpoint. Um, but if you are a Buddhist and, and you want to clarify and you think I'm wrong, maybe I am, um, you can call 248-579-5290. We're in Studio 2. Um, I'd love to hear from you. And uh, a legitimate Buddhist, please. Uh, not a meme share. Thank you. Jeremy said that um, the Buddhists don't talk about the afterlife. No, they don't. <laughs> because they don't really believe there there is one. But I'm, I'm actually, I don't know why it surprised me. Maybe we're just so used to a lot of religions focusing on the perks of if you be this kind of person, then eventually you'll get this in the afterlife. Mm-hmm. If you do this, then this is your reward in the end. And since Buddhism is not like that, it's hard for maybe us to grasp. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. But. um, Did you uh, look up any other religions? Well, let's see here. You know, I did after I um, read the... uh, Hey, you guys have a call. All right. Hello? (laughs) Hello? Hello? Hello. Hello. No, the Buddhists, um, they don't talk about it because it's so convoluted and and it's, it's unpredictable and there's no real factor based on anything so they don't talk about it because it's not important it's about now it's kind of like the Jew like this now state who you are huh state who you are you didn't say who you are my name is Jeremy and I'm a gooder guy there you go there you go <laughs> this is Jeremy Hansen from the gooder guys show thank you for calling yeah uh, no, yeah, the, the Buddhist, the, yeah, the Buddhist, yeah, the, the, it's like a, it's kind of a thing. They don't, uh, they don't discuss it. No, they don't discuss it, but do they believe it? Yeah. So, do they believe that there's actually life after death? Do they is or does is it Buddha matter? providing them an afterlife, and do their spirits or their souls go a, on? As far as far as I know, and I'm not, I'm not a practicing Buddhist, but you know, I know stuff a little bit about a little bit about everything. Um, but uh, it's sort of, um, but it's like, it's not important. To, it's not important. What's important is living in the heaven and the hell that we're in now. So you're kind and of, about, make, sorry, go ahead. Uh, that's it. Yeah. Living in the heaven. It's like, it's like, uh, the, it's like the, you know, if you're not happy, wait five minutes. And if you're happy, wait five minutes. It's kind of the, the principle, you know? They don't, but do so you, the way that you said it, it kind of sounds like it's vague. It's like there may be an afterlife, Doesn't but that, you shouldn't be focusing on that. What you should be focusing on is the here and now and being a good person and bettering the earth. and Yeah, just being being a human, I suppose, yeah. So if I, like, and I'm in all seriousness, um, if I were to speak to um, someone of the Buddhist faith and I asked them point blank, do you believe there's an afterlife, would that... Um, 
response be varied? Because there isn't. Yeah, absolutely, would be absolutely. Because Buddhists are Buddhists. There's no rules. Like Buddhists can be Christian if they want to. Okay. See, I didn't know that. Like, like they can, you know. But uh, that's what I wanted to know. Yeah, that like that's it's it's sort of uh, there. It's like the least amount of rules with the most rules. It's like the, you know, I don't know. It's it's, it's weird. But that that sort of that was sort of something that was stuck with me. Um, was that it wasn't it was not. It was not a worthy conversation. Like, there's no point. There's no point in talking about an afterlife because, you know, why? Who knows? So you don't live your life in worry. Like some people are those um, radicalist, uh, you know, religious people that, like I was telling Holly, sort of center their whole lives around preparing for the afterlife. Well, good, good for them. Uh, I hope they're happy. I hope they're happy. They're not. Well, well, that's not my. That's not our job. It, <laughs> like, um, what was that? Some people find some people find peace in that. Some people need that shit. You know, some people need to know, need, need to have a goal. Like, need to need to think that there's, you know, some people some people are goal oriented. Well, you know, and if it's right. Like but like I, that, I grew up around a lot of that. I grew up fire and brimstone Pentecostal, sure. and <clears throat> we never talked about. You know, what was going to, you know, the joys of the present or what was happening now. And I felt like nothing was ever enjoyed because every time I went to church, all it was, you're going to hell and here's why. Casey, when I was, I, I always bring this up anytime you talk about your religion, because when we were younger, she always told me that I was going to go to hell because I wasn't baptized and that like always stuck, yeah, <laughs> stuck out I in mean, my head. That's, that's what, what do was me, Do me a favor. Hop, hop on your phone. I got a really good friend. Uh, a really good friend who's incredible. He he moved out to. He used to meet me for Bible study. But when I first moved here, I got I was in the Assembly of God, and I still got lots of friends that are pastors and really cool guys. And Assembly of still, God, that's they, Pentecostal. They still like have breakfast and hang out with me. But I got one buddy who, if you guys want, you guys want to have him on the show. He's he, he's living in California now. He's uh, he's living in Chico, California. He's pretty awesome. And he knows stuff he, you know knows greek and studied all that stuff he's somebody who god ministered uh now he's working full-time doing sort of a different kind of job thing but um what's just starting a church in california and he's like probably one of the most spiritual christian guys i know not necessarily mysticism but uh um just like you know well-rounded dude you know he's my friend so that gives you any idea of the kind of dude he is Yes, uh, hit up Holly with all that information. We'd love to have him on the show. Yeah, just give him a call. He's super cool, dude. Super, super cool. Especially you guys do. If you guys do another discussion about this. Oh yeah. yeah or, you sure. guys, or, 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 or you guys who met Facebook message now and call him now. Who knows? He might be into it. What time is it in I'll California? It's like three hours. Yeah. It's like they're ahead of us or behind us. And there's also another artist that that uh, that I carry the gallery. I noticed that he's in on his Facebook. I think he's like a practicing Buddhist monk. So that would be interesting. That would actually. be really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Well, I, I got my gooder guys segment. Thanks, girls. <laughs> well, the good, wait, hey, wait, Jeremy. Gooder guys. Jeremy. It goes every Wednesday. <laughs> every Wednesday. From 9 to 11, right? <laughs> yeah, that's 9 p.m. Yeah, to next... 11 p.m. in Studio One. Studio One. Thank so you. So tune in, listen to Jeremy Hansen and Tony Milo. Yep. Is that every yeah. Wednesday? Yes. Every Wednesday. Every Wednesday, the gooder guys. Thank you. Thank you so much. Hey, well, thank well, you. Good, good, good work, girls. Keep it going. No, thank, thank you very you. much, Jeremy. Have a good night. Peace.
informative. That uh, Buddhist monk would actually be really interesting. That would be cool. Um, I would. I actually always thought it would be interesting to go to certain um, churches, even if you're not that re- like religion, just to check out and see what they're about, like the Buddhist temples. And oh the- yeah, you know that fascinates me a lot. Actually, my you, you know Josh Hatfield. Yeah. Yeah. Well, when he was studying to. Uh, become you know a pentecostal minister you know he was getting his degree and uh you have to study all of those religions i'm like i would love to take that class just to take it yeah i want to take a tour do you do a tour i do do a tour of the religions (laughs) other gods and things (laughs) ah jesus um (laughs) okay yeah because i mean of course in our sometimes black and white brains that's why i kept saying well, do they believe in it or not? Do you believe in it or not? So I guess it is varied. I absolutely believe in the idea. Obviously, I'm Christian. I believe that the soul does pass on. I find it really hard to believe that it wouldn't. That's that, a horrible That our thought. life would just end after we die, our, our physical bodies die. I think that people that believe that will believe that until they're on their deathbed. And oh, then, yeah. then that then that's a game changer. Oh well, but there might be. So uh, I'm gonna start praying. I do have an open mind, so if there is enough information that would sway me, but I feel like, what is the purpose of life if there's not something else besides the physical body? And I feel like there's still so much we have to discover. Absolutely, and and I do believe in the fourth dimension. I do too, but. Going back to that, actually, I love Motown. (laughs) Go ahead, sorry. Going back to that, because you said that. Well, you were saying something about you having uh, finding it hard to believe that spirits would just pass on to this other dimension that he's talking about and just watch over us or do this. Oh, like hauntings and things. Like if you are exiled to uh, one sort of dimension, where like, oh, the. Lady Bell or whoever the hell, you know, is is haunting this one bar. And maybe she is. But why? Is that punishment? Because that would absolutely suck. <laughs> you just make me think about our like one, you can't of our, go one of our last episodes where we were talking about the ghost haunting the bar. Yeah. In, yeah. Uh, that, London. I'm like, is, is, that, is that the purgatory the Catholics are talking about? But I also think about the other aspect of it where they say that you're in another dimension, and it's um, your spirit, and they do these rep, uh, repetitive tasks that they used to do in this uh, dimension. Oh, so maybe- and they don't really notice you. Oh, so it- so they're do out they're acting out these things that they used to do at one point of time. So that's actually something else to think about too. Is he saying that? There's a, this other dimension, the fourth dimension, I'm guessing. In the uh, world that they once inhabited. Yes, Maybe in the world it. that they once, or dimension almost like they once inhabited. But now it's just our spirit. After we pass on, it's a familiar place. I wonder if that's almost like that. Hmm. Would you be living out tasks that you used to do? Would you even be aware of this, this if it's that eating, this fourth yes. dimension is just your spirit? I wonder. I think my spirit would probably hit up a Taco Bell. <laughs> fourth meal. <laughs> fourth sure. meal, fourth dimension. 
mind blowing. <laughs> the afterlife is delicious. It's so weird because forty four is my lucky number. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I feel all this connection right now. Uh you know, I after this article, um, the, the one I thought you were talking about beforehand, if you don't mind me touching on the, the oh, China story. Um, <laughs> This was actually back in August, and there's been so many videos like this. A lot of them fake. Did you watch it? I did it because the video was not available anymore. Because it's not available copyright. anymore? I was actually going to watch it, but then I was in school. But you might be able to find it somewhere else on YouTube. Um, oh, by the way, where was that article? It was too shocking for, <laughs> for YouTube. Quantum theory proves consciousness moves to another universe after death. That was an anonymous article, correct? I know that in the article it said... Uh, wait, for the the quantum one or yeah. the one mm-hmm. um, anonymous? Uh, actually, you just put me on the spot. I gotta look that up again. Oh dang! Oh dang! <laughs> you better post that too. You're my vanna. Come on now. <laughs> Slacking. Spin those letters. Um, but uh, Holly will post that in a bit. Um, but uh, at DeaconChronicle dot com, um, there's a video. Uh, said to be from a hospital in China um, that shows a woman covered in a white sheet lying still on the bed of a hallway. A spirit is seen gradually rising from the body and floating over the woman as it drifts away through through the door. I thought that was pretty interesting that she didn't ascend or descend. She just went through the door like a human would, which proves what we were just talking about, um, carrying out normal tasks. Now... <laughs> But even so, you know, going through the door, like, it was just pretty normal um, that you you could raise the argument that this video is altered or staged. Um, and I, I did think about um, being trapped in that dimension on Earth, but not being able to actively communicate with other humans or your loved ones could be the Catholic's version of purgatory. That's arguable, too. Uh, as we just said, uh, it would also make sense if she were bound to the hospital um, or reported haunting it because she'd be a prisoner of that space in that particular exiled dimension. But now we're saying that, uh, well, we just debated that uh, it's not exactly being exiled. It's going back to an altered dimension, but a dimension in where you once inhabited. So Through a doorway. <laughs> yeah, she just kind of got up and walked through the door. But then I see the other f- obviously fake videos like, Oh, it, it ascended right into heaven like that motorcycle accident. I'm like, fake. Did you guys see that one? <laughs> I've no. seen so many where I'm just like, was it, a shot. Was it just, just such, a shot. such, yeah, such bad, like, editing in the, oh, yeah. of the video it's that the it typical, just... It's a typical, like, white ghostly figure, like, woo. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, I didn't was... even really try or put any effort into it. I was, uh, I was reading that article you sent me, and... They said in the article that with that particular lady in that situation, it was a video of her spirit rising out of her dead body, right? Mm-hmm. And this happened at about 4 o'clock in the morning. But it was anonymous ho- – or I was going to say hotel. I meant <laughs> – I meant hospital. She died anonymous in hotel <laughs> in the hallway. <laughs> hospital, right? Party hard. So – we're not exactly sure what hospital was at. Yeah, it was and obviously sketchy. the video was pulled for some reason, which is really weird. Yeah, scary. Uh, scary videos claimed copyright, so they took it off YouTube. Oh, so they owned it. 
I guess. <laughs> we want our video back. Um, no, I, I was actually really excited to see that. Yeah. But the hard thing is that a lot of people want attention, so they just make these things and they do all this editing. I'm going to say, look at the effects in movies these days. They can do anything if they try hard enough. <laughs> Especially, okay. uh, I'm like, there's no, there's no name of the hospital. Right. It's like, oh, check this out. I made this in uh, theater arts class. <laughs> check this. I made this in my mom's basement. <laughs> uh, I I, the maybe there is actually one floating around that's real, but with how far uh, technology has come, it's so hard to yeah, it's hard decipher. To yeah. I mean, if you go to something like artbell.com or Coast to Coast, they do like a whole gallery of videos and um, photos and they send it to a team that tries to debunk them or uh, separate what's possibly real and what's absolutely not and why. So that's interesting too if you want to check that out, artbell.com. Of course, our brethren and crazy, um, the originators of the watch list, the actual watch list. They've probably been on it for years. They're probably listening <laughs> right now. They probably are. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to add um, Dr. Lanza and uh, Dead Chinese Lady. <laughs> China has been added to the watch list. All of China. All, all of them. You and your crazy, horrible video editing. Dr. Lanza and China. You're on the watch list. Dr. Lanza's like, oh, why'd you put China with me? Um, so before we get into this crazy clown trend, do you want to take a break for a second? Sure. All right. Let's we, do it. Wait, when wait. we come back. She's like, I'm not ready. A second. Give me like 10 more seconds. Oh, yeah. All right. I got this. All right. Killer clowns, not from outer space, but from planet Earth. we come back. This is a previously recorded episode. Ladies and gentlemen, delete those cookies. Uh, hide porn from hub from your mom. <laughs> Change your hair color. <laughs> hide the porn. Hide the porn. Hide. You cannot get off your mom's I have watch the list. Normal porn hub. Your mom is always <laughs> watching, just like Big Brother, and nothing can save you from the watch list. Welcome back, everybody. I love Morrissey, <clears throat> by the way. Oh, Sorry, I'm trying to hide my porn right now. <laughs> good, good choice. You just played Morrissey. I loved it. <clears throat> DJ Kate's great. Yeah, I got some skills. Keep spitting those tunes. You know, uh, when the YouTube to MP3 converter wants to work. <laughs> it's fighting me today. So, let's talk about the clown trend. Remember? Oh, the clowns. What Very first episode we did, right? Mm-hmm. Which was about a month ago, I think. Yeah. About a month or a month and a half ago. And we had talked about a clown who was doing it advertising for gags yeah gags the clown doing advertise for a movie a movie trailer not even the movie, movie. trailer but it was in wisconsin yeah wisconsin freaking people out they didn't know what it was well they knew it was clown yeah that was obviously. back in august like early august when all that went down it's just kind of continued to I mean, get crazier yeah. from there just like old school mtv man you heard it here first <laughs> you did we're starting something yeah, we did. Say. Sorry, guys. 
Uh, so as much as I hate – now, I hate getting political, but as much as I hate CNN for being in bed with the Clinton administration, just as much as Fox News is in bed with Donald Trump, and I blame you dumbasses for the racial trends, racial tensions, riots that have been happening because you blow up every goddamn story so you can gridlock these mindless assholes littering our society. I'll accept your bullshit journalism on this topic. Clowns. Because no one would know more about clowns better than you assholes. Uh, so thank you, CNN. Uh, anyways, <clears throat> they've narrowed down the recent creepy clown sightings, assaults, and robberies to six possible reasons. Um, so yeah, and, and we were the first uh, to report on things like this. But uh, at the beginning of this list, they mentioned that in August of this year... Not the Wisconsin story, but people in South Carolina reported clowns trying to lure kids into the woods. Uh, since then, there have been dozens of sightings all around the world. I think a lot of us would agree that it's just people looking for social media fame or a thrill of getting a rise out of people. But uh, let's start down this list. <clears throat> so number one is that it's capitalizing on folklore with a modern twist. Everything comes back every 20 or 30 years. So just like with the August... Uh, South Carolina incident back in the 80s, there were clown sightings after there was a story in Massachusetts where school children were being chased by creepy clowns. So sort of a monkey see, uh, monkey do trend, essentially. Um, so this is an old trend from from decades ago, so we might see this again in another 30 years. Hopefully it's not with clowns. Maybe it'll be something new, but I don't know. Um, two, it's viral marketing. Just like that guy in Wisconsin for his film gags, it could be advertising for a local haunted house and whatnot. I don't think they're talking about the assault cases, though, because if you're going to threaten to kill me, if, if I go to your haunted house, it better rock so hard that I walk out with white streaks in my hair and dark streaks in my underwear. <laughs> for real. If you were going to threaten my life for not going to your haunted house, if I go there, that better like blow my mind <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Very <laughs> tiny. That was sounded like a fart. <laughs> a brain fart. I didn't want to go full force and I'd scare the hell out of you, you know. Uh. <laughs> oh. oh. So how I wonder what has created such a huge deal with the clowns. I mean I know that I know you said it goes back but now people just taking it and having such a negative spin with these this clown. The guy, the guy who did it like two months ago. At least he was advertising for a movie and he mm-hmm. wasn't trying to be malicious, even though he was uh, scary and he was freaking people out late at night. I think for attention. Yeah, it's capitalizing on the fear of clowns because we've got you know old Stephen King flicks and even Stephen King uh, tweeted something like. Okay, guys, you know, people are scared of clowns, but, you know, they were originally intended to make a smile and laugh. And let's just keep that going. Because he can't be responsible for that. I mean, like, oh, crap. we I can need to still be a blame statement. him. <laughs> <laughs> He's not Russian. I've always said that once the clowns start showing up around Detroit, someone's going to get shot. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's why you haven't seen him in Detroit. <laughs> like, you clowns will die. Don't come here. It's not safe for you. Oh, yeah. You'll, you'll be killed and eaten. So now, I mean, there's even people putting clown masks on, 
Or dressing up as clowns and robbing banks and, you know, robbing people. There's been, like, some, like, schools and stuff are banning clown costumes and all this other stuff just yeah. because, yeah, everyone's taking the Target clown thing. Target pulled all of them. Super crazy. And I've been seeing stories pop up of, like, people actually getting aggressive with the cr- with the clowns which you can't blame them what are you gonna do if you're just minding your own business in the middle of the night and a clown with a knife comes walking up to you like are you just gonna be like well let's just wait and see if this is a joke (laughs) no you've seen this movie (laughs) right i I heard about the target thing so they pulled their was it they pulled their clown masks yeah they pulled all the clown stuff because target gets under fire for everything going to be a part of it Hey, hey, speaking of which, ha- have you noticed that the transgender or the equal gender bathroom thing just kind of went away? Nobody's talking about it now, and that was a so originally you feel like it was that, distraction. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because I feel like it was never a big deal before, and then all of a sudden, Target was the one under fire or targeted <laughs> puns um, <laughs> for that. And now let's go because a lot everybody shops at Target. So it's like, oh, and they have the creepy clown mask. Well, everybody does. Kmart does too. I don't know. But anyway, I just found that kind of interesting. I That's when they started targeting Target. Um, I was like, yeah, they targeted them for the bathroom thing too. And nobody's talking about that anymore. <laughs> What's up with Target? Target's I know they're a huge, huge company, but I, think, I mean. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think that's just what it is. You know, go after the big dogs, you know, and Kmart's on its way out. So they're like, oh, that's. Small potatoes. Let's start at Walmart <laughs> or something. Don't they? Kmart's have- been on its way out for years, like a decade. There's one two blocks down from me, and it's like finding a unicorn if you can find it at Kmart. Um, the last few times I've went to a Kmart, and even then that was a couple of years ago, it was already like this is sketchy. Oh yeah, it's sketchy here. as hell. But hey, and the Joe, only reason Joe I would go is because it was literally oh, yeah. That's the closest. Yeah. It was the closest like actual store, and I needed printer paper one night because I was printing out a school assignment. I'm like, fuck! I'll just go to Kmart. And it was <laughs> honestly a terrifying adventure. Oh yeah, I, I, uh, I put my keys between my fingers when I go to Kmart, and I don't go there after dark. But I still go to Kmart. Because Joe Boxer, um, <laughs> but number, really, <laughs> number three is it's an expression of human anxiety. Clowns like this causing anxiety in human beings, along with everything else going on, like uh, terrorist attacks and upcoming election and so forth. So it's a social statement, is what they're saying. I think that's bullshit, but whatever. I'd go out on a limb to say it's a government smokescreen, just like uh, any other distraction, just like the bathroom thing, <coughs> all that stuff. Um, that's arguable. I think it would make more sense instead of dressing up like clowns to dress up like Donald Trump or Hillary Clinton. Scare people. <laughs> you, you mean clowns. Oh, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so funny. Uh, anyway. If you, yeah. if you saw Donald Trump in the dark, wouldn't you be scared? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. Terrifying. Uh, number four is that it's a social media fad. Now, my money is actually on this one. Because there has been uh, several Twitter accounts created specifically for creepy clown sightings. Um, instead of uh, the article states, instead of sharing creepy folklore stories around at bedtime or around the campfire, we retweet and we post about it. That is now our way of um, sharing folklore stories. If you think about it, yeah. I mean, that makes sense. I hate Twitter though. It is too. It's so annoying. 
Twitter. I, yeah, I have the most followers on Twitter. But I call I, it twatter. Yeah, like don't <laughs> limit my characters. Do not limit my speech. <laughs> it's just it's impossible to like follow conversations. It's just it's so disorganized. Twitter is not a diary. <laughs> yeah, no joke. I, I know uh, someone who needs. To if you're that trying habit. to tell a story and you have to write six separate posts to complete the story, you're in the wrong place. <laughs> oh, there was that one chick who yeah. wrote like a novel, and her Twitter got so popular that they were actually thinking about making a movie out of it, out of her story because it was so ridiculous. I actually sent it to Casey. Yep, it was just bizarre. It was. Uh, it was a. Tr- Supposedly a true story too. She Supposedly was a, a true story where she got involved in some uh, crime. Yeah, she was a stripper. Scene. She was a stripper that was traveling, I think, to Florida, mm-hmm. and hooked up with another stripper who wanted to go to Florida and make extra money. And the story turns out where um, into some dark um, area where the one girl was a um, a prostitute and. Anyways, if you, you find it, you should probably just... I can't remember what the girl's name is. I know. I'm trying to Google it now. Yeah. But it was just so ridiculous and weird, and you weren't expecting half the stuff she said that it was uh, intriguing at the same time. And I can see why they actually offered her, um, or supposedly offered her yeah, it a was movie. A, it was a play-by-play of all this weird stuff she got into, these people she met. Wasn't there like um There's all these characters and you kind of like following around these characters and I mean if she made that that stuff up, man, she she's good at writing at least. Okay, I found it on I mean she, <laughs> uh Perez Hilton. Uh you won't be able to stop reading this Twitter tale of a terrifying trip to Florida. This has to be it. Oh yeah, okay, her name is Azaya King. A Z I A.H. King. Um, uh, The Internet's latest viral superstar used a series of 142 tweets to tell a story about uh, how making a friend at Hooters brought one stripper into the dangerous world of sex, working drugs, and even murder. And the way she tells it, it sounds legitimate. And even at the end, she goes, if y'all follow that story, y'all hilarious. She tells it in her own way. She has a little twang to it, a little uh, Dialect. roughness. Yeah. The so if you can have patience with following tweet after tweet of reading this, it actually gets to the point where you're like, oh, what happens next? Because that's so really exciting. bizarre yeah, was- and strange. And it seems like this stuff is made up. But at the same time, you would really have to be <laughs> sitting there and... Yeah, it's Perez Hilton. If you go to PerezHilton.com, um, yeah, look up Isaiah King or just Google Isaiah King, uh, A-Z-I-A-H. Um, it's a crazy story. Um, but anyway, yeah, um, so Twitter. <laughs> Twitter, <laughs> clowns. But as far as the clowns go, um, now they're getting like very – people are starting to get so freaked out. Over these clowns. I'm not freaked out. I feel like whatever's going to happen is going to happen. If there's a clown that comes and attacks me, then that's going to happen, and I'm going to fight up, and I'm going to fight to the death. But I wouldn't mess with you. <laughs> don't meet me in a dark alley. Dude, if a clown approaches me, me, I will fuck it up. I don't care. <laughs> I will fight it. 
Yeah, that clowns. Do you I'm not like Kate literally. Fuck you up. I have watched so a lot of that. horror movies in my lifetime, and I'm not willing to take that risk. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I wonder. Like, I was wondering why clowns. I mean, I, I understood one story that we had talked about a couple months ago, and then it really took off, and why people started turning it into, um, more of threatening people's lives, but. I feel like the world is getting so crazy that they take something and they just want to blow it up into some crazy mess. Yeah, because they can get the on social is media. Very scary it. nowadays. Everybody can get famous now. But do you think this is another distraction? Part of me does. From something else that's going on? I think half of it is that, yeah. I do. Because there's, I mean, we got an election going on, we got a lot of tensions with other countries. There's a lot to risk. Um, and actually, um, Putin um, ordered recently all of all government officials, if you have a family abroad, fly them home now. That sounds very cryptic. Who said that? Uh, Putin. So. And he didn't say why. He ordered everybody with family abroad who are government officials, fly them home now meaning something's about to go down when did he say that uh a week ago what do you think that means i think something's about to go down (laughs) i think with the united states having um armed syrian rebels and that the (laughs) the government essentially aided isis created isis um it's out of control it is absolutely out of control And that's a really <coughs> scary thought. <coughs> so, um, Excuse me while I die in the back. Oh, I know. I'm the same way, girl. I sound like Kim I mean, Carnes. Our future with either person is kind of going to be crazy. Oh, yeah. But uh, And this was, this was all a setup. The candidates were all a setup. All of this is a setup. And we're going to lose. So... Maybe thinking about the afterlife isn't such a bad idea. What's up? Ooh, oh. Ooh, someone oh, just went crazy like. with the sneezes. Is there a clown getting murdered out there? <laughs> someone just had a sneeze attack in the hallway, and I wonder if the mics picked it up so loud. Uh, anyways, so moving on to number five. It's an alternate reality game. No, not like Pokemon Go. It's suggested that these clowns might be a part of the same game, an interactive puzzle or role-playing I don't buy that that's possible, but, you know, that's taking LARPing to a whole nother level. I don't imagine these people as nerds. Maybe they are. I don't know. Some sadistic nerds. But I, I don't think that's happening here. I wouldn't take it off the table, though. So they're saying it's like a game? Mm-hmm. A game is not a game when you're about to get shot? What kind of game is that? <laughs> it's a Russian roulette, I guess. <laughs> some people love that. I don't know. But uh, So if I go rob a bank, I can say it's a game. That was just a game. Yeah, I leveled up. <laughs> I gave the money back. I won, right? <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> a warrant. <laughs> and some butt rape. What is this like? Uh, of course, I can't think of the game name now. Uh, it's that car game where they hijack and do whatever. Hmm. 
The one that has a lot of violence in it and crazy in it. Oh, uh, uh, Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> yes, Grand Theft Auto. Grand Theft Auto. This is Grand Theft Auto with clowns. It could be. They're going to make an, watch them make the next Grand Theft Auto, a bunch of clowns in it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I have to owe you some money. Someone's going to take this idea and run with it. Holly, it takes one person to start a revolution. Go for it. <laughs> Go make those millions. Capitalize, Holly. I'm going to sue you if you don't give me some money. So, Wait, you hear yeah, that? It's, uh, <laughs> it's not capitalizing. It's being an opportunist. <laughs> so go ahead and do it. Find yourself a... Grand Theft Auto Cloud Edition. You know, my nephew is becoming going to school for uh, video game developing. Tell him, hit me up, and we'll talk clowns. Yep. Joe Pierce, <laughs> if you're listening, uh, Holly's got a great idea for, for you. For you. <laughs> clowns. Uh, you should do, like, a clowns in a trait version where it's kind of like um, Grand Theft Auto. I always want to call Grand Theft Auto Steely Willy Automobile just because like, <laughs> that? that's how it's mentally saved in my head. Is Why? Instead of gra- <laughs> I don't know. It's a meme. That sounds like so much more complicated. I have a meme. It's like the Grand Theft Auto thing, but someone replaced it with the word Steely Willy Automobile. <laughs> like, for so some reason, in my head, whenever I go to, like, every time I go to talk about that game, I'm always think Steely Willy Automobile first, and I have to think of the real name. So you're about to be like, Holly, that's Steely Willy. Really, so, anyways, know. they should do like Grand Theft Auto and have it like in Detroit, but you're clowns. Are you talking about real life one? <laughs> no, I meant like a video game. <laughs> you could be a clown if you wanted to, or maybe you have to like go around and shoot. Could Fifty the Cent be in it? Fifty Cent. <laughs> I could see movie. him in it. <laughs> and Is and the clown pimp. And I want exhibit in it. And ludicrous. Can we please make Fifty Cent? clown pimp juggle like or you, die have to go, you have to go to him you have to answer to 50 cent 50 cent whatever you'd like to be called it's juggle perfect dude this will sell he's like so great promoting his, he's promoting his vodka in there <laughs> it, it, yeah he could be like juggling the liquor bottles just like in cocktail i'll admit i don't like his vodka but the one redberry one mixed with like a cherry seven up it's not that bad <laughs> oh that's is that puff daddy <laughs> oh hell no he calls in like hey who is that alcohol it's that that even my vodka who makes get a rock <laughs> who makes that well that's definitely not fitty cent rock <laughs> <laughs> is not fitty cent you're right that's puff daddy that's isn't a- it and vodka is fitty cents vodka that's what it's called mm-hmm. and vodka wow that's super great. I want to hear him say it. Oh, he mumbles. Too bad you didn't go to that vodka. Oh, I thing. know. Diddy, it's Diddy. Diddy well, yeah, well, if, if you guys oh. don't know, or if you're actually not from Michigan, there was Fifty Cent here, Downriver in Wyandotte, mm-hmm. and he was Why? promoting his effing vodka, <laughs> and you could take pictures with him if you, you know. Bought so many. I love Fifty Cent. So it's F and vodka. It's like E F F E N. I wonder how his crea- <laughs> creation process was. Which <laughs> I can't even. I can't do like. Well, what is that? I'm not good at that. It's F and vodka, man. What the fuck should we call this? F and vodka. <laughs> you sound like Tony Maiello. <laughs> Sorry, Tony. <laughs> I 
<laughs> the funny thing is I always try to impersonate Tony before and I sound really ghetto. And now I'm trying to sound like 50 Cent and now I sound like Tony. <laughs> 50 Cent sounds just like Tony Milo. <laughs> Anytime you want to do a Tony Milo impression, just think of 50 Cent in my head. <laughs> <laughs> I remember he was like, <laughs> when you were doing the impersonation, what the hell, I'm not black. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Anyway, uh, number six. It's not always just make-believe. For some people, uh, they get a thrill out of this, or um, they act out. The line between make-believe and reality becomes blurred. In other words, it's just people taking shit way too far. Well, yeah, that's, that's actually what we were talking about, yeah. Yeah. That's true. No. You just take something and roll with it. This nation is a nation of extremes, and it will destroy us. And I have said this a million times, and it's never going to stop. Too many stupid, <laughs> too many stupid people have reproduced. Mm-hmm. One, two, people like attention. Yep. So they take something and they take it to extremes for attention. I feel like every you, it's so easy to get famous. It's easy to get famous. Oh, yeah. Too easy. But if you notice that a lot of famous people are created out of negative situations, too. Like reality shows. Yep. <laughs> That's negative to me. The Kardashians. And, um, <laughs> Have you Kardashians seen? <laughs> created out of a reality show, and that's how they're all famous. Originally started with a sex tape. And that's what we call, you know, celebrities now. Oh, my God. Have you heard about, I saw, I think it was just a prank, but it was called, it was the uh, Kim Kardashian robbed in Paris Halloween costume. Oh, that's horrible. Oh, yeah. I'm like, are you kidding me? Wait, wait. Please tell me that's not real. Back that up, Kate. Because... Did they say if she made that up? Because, like, I had heard mixed things. I don't that think it was she... that they made it. Uh, I think it was, like, someone made it as... No, I mean, no, not the not the costume. I mean, the whole story the situation, because at first I heard about it, and I was actually like, wow, I feel really bad for her. No one should ever go through that. No one should ever be held Maybe she just wanted to make an insurance claim but then and buy someone... some more diamonds. <laughs> so some other people had told me, and, I mean, this might not be a true story, obviously, but... That she was just trying to get attention and she had faked the whole thing. Which would be the be. most I mean, horrible thing dating. ever. I would love to show you the costume, but I can't move my computer that much. This is it. Oh my gosh. Yeah, actually, uh, now that <laughs> you point... Okay, this is really that. ridiculous. Kate is showing me a picture of this girl who looks very similar to Kim Kardashian. She has a gag in her mouth. Like, she's wearing a white robe she's and like they egg. tied her hands uh, with rope. And she's wearing sunglasses. Yeah. She's got like a... Um, it's called... Paris Heist Robbery Victim Costume. Oh, God. So, I know we're going $70. off really off topic, but clowns, that's also a part of the, the Halloween yeah, theme is, with costumes. Yeah, this is an off topic. So... As I posted yesterday on Facebook, I went to the Halloween store, uh, Spirit, by my house. And looking around at those costumes, it's like anything can be called a costume nowadays. And what Kate was just pointing out with the whole Kim Kardashian costume, taking her 
situation with her getting robbed at gunpoint and, and creating that into a costume, which is really sad. I She's mean, I know that I just up. I just like tease them about how they got famous and her sex tape and all that, but still, that's an inappropriate costume. I think that's really stupid, to it's be good. honest. The classless leading the classless. And then, so I put up a picture on my Facebook yesterday of seeing Skeleboner. Yes, Skeleboner. <laughs> Skeleboner. I told Jason just... he should be there for Halloween. <laughs> I was just like, I was, well, I've been looking at skeleton costumes. So I was in that section and I'm like, hmm. And then I started looking and I'm like, started walking past. And I'm like, whoa, wait, what was that? Did that skeleton have a boner? First of all, it, <laughs> logically, I was like, awesome. a dick is not made out of a bone. I know. That's actually a what I was about to say. I was like thinking my logical side of, of all this was not, not just that it was funny, but I was like, um, but a penis is not made out of a bone for humans. It's not? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> so this is all wrong. <laughs> oh, my God. But the fact that it has a pump and you can like – and this thing is pretty big. You know, for the kids. Yeah, for the for the kids. Do they get a kick out of it? I mean, unless you're taking this to your friend's Halloween party and they all know you and you're like, eh. I can see you going to like yeah, an, an adult party. <laughs> yeah, it, it's ridiculous. When you posted that, I'm like, I've been looking everywhere but for a skeleton. Don't costume. you think that they should actually have a section in the Halloween stores nowadays that's like an adult section, almost like a porn section where yeah, they they, they kind of um, like seclude it. Yeah, because nobody wants their kid to see that. Come on. Yeah, because it's like kids are going to pick that up. What if they go, they, you know, like teenagers, like small, like little kids that are allowed to go to stores like that and walk wherever and pick that up? And are they allowed to purchase it? Pro- well, yeah. I mean, it's not like, you know. Like- it's not like there's sensors on it. There's not like, right, um, CDs with. Uh, we got to check your ID kind of thing. No. 18 and older. Or I don't think it there is. 17. If you work for a Halloween store and we're wrong, it's 248 <laughs> or you have a. I know a couple people like who used that. to work at a Halloween store. I, I should ask them that. Sorry for all the sniffling. I'm fighting this this last half hour. <laughs> it sounds sexy. Um, but hey, Kate, didn't you say one of the clowns died? Uh, I remember reading a story. I think it might have turned out to be fake. Uh, they disproved it after a few weeks. I think it was Snopes. Snops. Snopes. Snopes. Is that what it's called? You know, shout yeah. out to all the clowns trying to make a living. All the clowns yeah, that are not of, doing no wrong. All right. the good clowns in the world. The ones Shout out to you. That are at Buffalo Wild Wings on Wednesdays for kids night. <laughs> making the, the ones who are making the balloon animals. When you make children pure. cry, it's on accident. <laughs> they're they're pure, pure balloon animals. So yeah. innocent. Yeah, they're just, just want to a... see the look on a child's face. Right. Yeah, uh, there was a story floating around that in Fort Wayne... Uh, there was a clown shot to death, what? but it turned to be, turned out to be fake. Apparently it was made on a fake news site. Uh, cause it's, every, all the sources said, uh, like Wayne TV, but it was actually like a Wayne TV WordPress or whatever. So it was fake. That one was the shooting. However, there was another one that I heard was actually real, and that was only they didn't kill him, just shot at him. It was in 
L.A. Sighting of knife-wielding clown prompts a warning shot. 911 called, and they are, they arrested the guy who shot. What? They didn't arrest the, the clown. clown who had the knife that the guy was protecting himself? All right, this is, this is what happened. Uh, the homeowner said he was out smoking a cigarette in front of his house at about 6 a.m. on a Sunday when a six-foot man dressed as a clown approached him and brandished a knife. The homeowner, armed with an unknown type of gun, fired a warning shot into the air and the clown fled the scene on foot. The homeowner called 911. Uh, deputies responded they could not find a knife-wielding clown. However, they did discover another clown a few blocks away. Not the same one, though. <laughs> how many clowns are in that area, man? <laughs> Look how many clowns are in your neighborhood. Uh, the homeowner like couldn't Starbucks identify the, the corner. The homeowner could not identify the clown they found hiding in the bushes as the correct one. He <laughs> said the the clown he had his experience with was taller, okay, a baller, and had a knife. And then the homeowner was a twenty four year old man was not not believed to be mentally impaired or a danger to himself. Was the gun legal? Was yeah, was it registered? I don't know. I'm trying to figure out why he law. was arrested. Because I would think he did not shoot at him. He shot in the air. He was doing a warning shot to protect himself. I think that the, that the police would understand that. And he called. I thought he would. that would be everything you would have to do. Right. Not anymore. Shout out to you guys. All right, I'm yeah. Sorry, deputies guys. did discover a man with a clown mask hiding in some bushes a few blocks away from where the warning <laughs> shots were fired. A sighting unusual for that time of morning, Myers said. <laughs> either, either it's the same person they freaking threw the knife somewhere, or right. you got a slew of clowns hiding in bushes because they heard a gunshot. And they're like, <laughs> and they did the clown call. The Everybody clown get call. down. They all piled in the <laughs> same car with their uh, their horns. All yeah. 24 of them. Uh, one of them doesn't say that the homeowner was arrested, but the other one said it was. And because they keep saying unknown type of firearm, I wonder if maybe he had like an illegal gun or it's something. It's like a shotgun. Either way. It's like, fuck that clown. <laughs> it's not like he shot the clown. He just shot into the air, okay? He could have done so much worse. Yeah, exactly. I'm with this guy. Sorry, like, dude. Oh, come Sorry, on, people. You. For real. So you got arrested or whatever happened? <laughs> so you got arrested or whatever happened. I don't uh, know exactly what happened. You like, I'm sorry, but if it's 6 a.m. and someone is on their own property and you're dressed as a clown, you pop out, you have a knife, you're lucky you didn't actually get shot. Right. Right. Like, it's it's not funny. <laughs> it's It's not when you do that. Like, it's different if you just, like, pick a street corner. And how did they and like, that- I'm going to stand right here and never move. And, and they thought that that was normal for a clown to be high in the bushes? That's yeah. not the right clown. We just You've had two more. clowns in, in the one neighborhood. Carry on. <laughs> uh, keep clowning. Uh, well, that article for the top six possible reasons um, that this clown trend is taken off, that is from CNN. Um so in clowns, the last, you're on the watch list. Well, yeah, every clown out there, aside from the ones working at Buffalo Wild Wings, <laughs> y'all shout out to my Buffalo Wild Wings clown crew. Get in that 24 person car 
ride off in the, ICP into the sunset. They're all right. The Juggalos, I'm not. Yeah, uh, ICPs, okay. I'm not thrilled with. But anyways, um, so for the last 15 minutes or so, let's talk about New York Comic Con, which Casey debuted her Noral Two at. Yes. Woo! Nora 2, now on sourcepointpress.com, Nora 2, no redemption. I feel like New York Comic Con for you, which you can correct me if I'm wrong, but was like, you came in, it was Casey's first time ever actually being in New York, first time ever, obviously, since she's never been in New York, ever being at New York Comic Con, and first time, right, that you've uh, shown off Nora 2, came in there, kicked ass, you sold... How many copies in the first day? Uh, 136. 136 copies of her new book. Thank you. Comic book. Yep. 346. Wait. No, 300. I think it was 346 total between Nora 1 and 2. And we sold out of number 1, which was a little surprising since uh, they were sold as like a pair, you know, two for six. Um, But no, New York was very good to us. We will be back. Thank you, New York. Um, but if you missed out, sourcepointpress.com. And Holly is in issue three, um, which is called Don't Shoot the Messenger. And uh, she breaks a toilet. And I keep mentioning that because everybody wants to see <laughs> Holly break a toilet. Um, but no, she, uh, spoiler alert, five, four, three, two, one. She is Nora's sister, Vera. <laughs> um, so anyway, sourcepointpress.com. Get it now. Um, yeah, what I wish I had planned better had more money, I would have stayed a few more days, seen more of New York, because 90% of the time, I mean, I was in the convention center, and when I went to go see things like Radio City Music Hall, Rockefeller Center, it was more like, yep, there it is. Yep. I, since I was not working it, I... Actually got to see some of the city, so I actually felt bad for you guys because <laughs> I would, I got to see around the city. No, and then but I'm come happy for and... you. I am, and you've been to New York before. Yes, I have. But next time, next time, next time you'll you'll see more of the city. Yeah, I'll plan better next time. It just yeah, my finances kind of got tangled up, and then we rode in a van on the way there. And it stunk so bad on the way back. I did not ride in the van. <laughs> no, you did not. You Casey was with a bunch of sweaty that people. Seven different kinds of crotch, <laughs> I'm telling you. It was a game. <laughs> Whose crotch is that? In the hippie van. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Couldn't wait to take a shower. So yeah, now. We we're all very stinky. That you've gone to San Diego Comic Con and now you've been to New York Comic Con. Mm hmm. How do you like? Do you like one over the other? You feel like they're pretty, they're similar? Because I have a per- personal preference, so I was curious to hear about yours. Well, it's hard to judge because I went to San Diego not as someone who tabled, so I was able to experience more of San Diego than being uh, bound to a table. Because at New York, I stayed in that one corner, and the only time I went up to venture out was to like buy a few T-shirts for Jason. Or to go to the bathroom, which is a trek in itself because San Diego is bigger by square feet, but New York is bigger in attendance, the biggest in the United States. Um, Do do you think so now? Because actually, I mean, San Diego was the biggest, but now it's like running in competition Mm -hmm. where they're saying that New York is now seeming like it's become bigger. Yeah, the new San Diego. 
And that's run by Mike Negan, who runs my favorite show, one of my favorite shows, uh, C2E2 in Chicago. So um, the, he runs both the New York one and – oh, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Yep, Mike Negan. He's a really nice guy. Uh, very personable, too. He's one of those promoters that no matter how big the show gets, he will personally come around to each table with a water bottle Say, hey, how you doing? If you need something, you know, find somebody in a yellow shirt. So make sure you're comfortable. That left an impression on me. And I, I saw, love I saw him. He's like, he asked everyone, how you doing? How's it going? He's a sweetheart. What, what's he, what are you selling, right? Yep. He, he asked some people that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how, how would you feel? Because you've experienced both in full. Um, as someone who walked around the con at both San Diego Comic Con and at New York Comic Con, um, they're both, have, they obviously both get sold out. San Diego and New York are the largest in the U.S. And they get sold out very fast. But as far as walking around, San Diego was actually, even though it was so busy, it was actually easier to walk around in. New York, it was like, it was like you were stuck in traffic. Yeah. You were behind someone and then you almost like, if you want to go faster, you almost have to shoulder check people. Yeah, it's aggressive. And I felt bad because it was kids' day on Sunday. And you have these little kids and, you know, I mean, obviously people are hopefully are having respect for the kids. But oh, I was I, worried about them getting I run over. I saw an incident with a kid and an adult. It was on Sunday because everybody on Sunday seemed like they were just kind of over it. And this guy had his little girl on his shoulders and accidentally... Like you do, I suddenly bump into somebody, and the girl's foot kicked this guy's head. Not kicked it, like you know, bumped it. Right? This guy turned around, and started screaming about your kid kicked me in the head, <laughs> and the mom was yelling at the guy, saying she's only nine years old. Blah 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 blah. Was this in front of your table? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Right on the front. We're all looking, and the dad took the girl off his shoulder and looked like he was going to beat this guy's ass, which I wouldn't have blamed him because come on, get over it. But people on Sunday just seem like – I thought we would be making more money than we did on Thursday because everybody's last chance to buy. I think they were just all kind of tired and burnt Thursday out. Thursday is such a weird day too. Thursday is usually not anything. It's usually people are just starting to get the flow in, starting to check out what's going on. But a I lot mean, of obviously, had the one-day pass. Well, I would say obviously yeah. when you have such a large con, you're not always allowed – you're not always privileged enough to – be able to attend every single day because everything else gets sold out so quick that you sometimes are only one day. Right. And obviously your days that are going to be sold out faster are your Saturdays, Friday, showing Mm -hmm. the con. But yeah, as far as traffic goes, it was really annoying, I'm not going to lie, to go through that traffic in New York because people, it gets really hot and people are so close to you and you like... I'm about my personal space. That's how I was in San Diego. I had to go outside a few times. I'm like, I'm claustrophobic. And I don't know if it's because at San Diego this year, they actually cracked down on um, people getting in without a real pass. They changed their security. So I don't know if that helped with the flow of traffic because it really was much better than uh, like two years before that when I Mm -hmm. went. But, And then another thing is at New York... Those prices were so outrageous as oh. far as concession stands mm-hmm. and drinks. It was 4 or $5 for a, like a little pop. Yeah. Yeah. It was like a ballpark stadium prices. And, and anywhere you went. 
You know, the standard of living is so ridiculous in New York. Um, but I think my memories of San Diego differ from my memories in New York. However, they're both positive because in San Diego, once in a lifetime experience, I had so much fun with you guys and I got to experience the entire con and as an attendee and someone who just now, you know, had just been to California or just, you know, it was my first time. I absolutely loved it. New York, my memories will be of the success I had in New York. And I will tie it with that, that moment where I almost sold out and we almost sold 400 copies of something that I created. And it brings a tear to my eye. It really does. And, but they are different. They're both positive, but they are different. Now, New York in its in and of itself for me was a little much. I love Chicago. Again, that's a big city, but I'm very Midwestern. Like one of my favorite cities is Grand Rapids, a very Midwestern college town. That's just how I am. Um, no knock to New York. Uh, but again, if I had stayed a few more days and really experienced it, maybe I would have seen it differently. Plus, yeah, I can see. I mean, San Diego is a lot different in that sense, too, if outside and around the con. And, and that's actually what I was saying to someone else uh, recently was I find it interesting that New York doesn't do more um, surrounding outside of the con. San Diego, as you've seen, has different events or things going on outside of the con all around the surrounding areas. Don't you feel like they have more, um, I don't know. People, more, the city is more festive. Yes, they're more li- alive about it. They celebrate it more. Maybe it's the, the surrounding uh, bars and restaurants, the girls, the bartenders and all that, even dress up in like Comic-Con attire and gear. Mm-hmm. Is what I've noticed. New York doesn't do that. They more of look at you like, oh, you're at the con. Um, That's it, New York. (laughs) And New York is obviously a much more traffic area. A whole ton of people walking around. Yeah. Um, But as far as comic sales and everything this year, it looks like you guys hustled and did a good job. Oh, yeah. And that they have a lot going on with um, new things that they were showing off and I think that New York does do a good job at putting their show together. Oh, absolutely. I think it was, I loved that Artist Alley was like sort of in the airplane hangar of the building. And then you had us vendors uh, in a different area of the building because it kept everything nice, clean, and neat. And just like C2E2, um, Mike Negan made it a point to do that. Because um, if you go to C2E2, if you stand in the center, it's a lot to see. But you can still easily navigate, and I think that's what he wanted, and everything was very clean and on point and organized and true Negan fashion, and uh, I really enjoyed that. Uh, I thought that was a great call. Do you feel like you would do New York Comic Con again? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because <laughs> next year, I mean, we'll have the trade-out. We'll have all four issues, and we already started on uh, Volume 2, So, which you'll have a huge part. <laughs> God bless you. <laughs> bless you. <laughs> We're dying here at the Knox List. You've been What's in everybody sneezing around this zero. building. You know, no, I'm not. Oh, yeah. Someone else was sick before me, oh, remember? DJ Kate, you're on the watch list. <laughs> you're a little innocent, like, sad-looking face. I know, you're like, that. no, I'm not. I don't want to be patient zero. I don't want to be a monkey. Did you see that... The whole circumcision, uh, you didn't see that? This, the Not not an actual... Comic Con? Not a circumcision actually happening, but did Live. you see that, that, like, truck? 
where they're promoting against circumcision. Really? Yeah. You didn't see that? <coughs> I did not. And one of the girls who actually lives in New York was telling me that she sees that around a lot. And I said, uh, what are they all about? Like, what is this whole thing? And she said, they're against babies being circumcised because they feel like they have no rights and that they can't say whether they want to be circumcised or not and that it's wrong. Right. So I walked past. Oh, you okay? Yeah, fine. Sorry. I walked past uh, where they were, and the guy's got like blood splattered pants, or at least he's trying to look like he's been circumcised. He's oh, bleeding on. all over his white jeans, and then the other girl's got like a mask on, looking very uh, sterile and uh, hospital uniform. Almost. So they're like the abortion extremists. Yeah, and then she comes up to me and she's talking. Uh, wanting to hand me pamphlets. So I was actually curious what she would say, and I'm like, what is this all about? And she's like, uh, we are very against circumcision, and um, every baby should have a right, and this should not happen, and, and how wrong it is. Hmm. So I found that interesting. That, that is that's, interesting. That's I like to find more. movement that's going on over there. Yeah, I want to find more about that cause. I still have the, uh, the little pamphlet. Hmm. They have just facts about why it was why circumcision was even started actually they they should, next i'll have to bring it yeah, on we'll next talk episode about it. we'll talk about it bring it on i want you to read it yeah because it actually was interesting and i want to dive deeper into why they said that circumcision has even happened in the first place and why this doctor had created the idea of it because it was really i didn't realize that yeah i, I mean something you don't think about you went to New York Comic Con and you realized about, you know, circumcision <laughs> and why. It I happened. learned all about foreskin. I learned at about New York circumcision. If I didn't take anything else out of New York, I took about the facts about circumcision. <laughs> Here they are five, six, <laughs> seven, eight. Uh, <clears throat> so, yeah, foreskin. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, so. Yeah. New York was just a whole new animal. I know Casey was a little irritated with New York at first. I was. I was because it was (laughs) – because the first people you encounter when you load up is the dock workers. Super unionized. and No knock against unions. Um, But everyone's very aggressive. And we didn't know where to go. And they looked at you like you were stupid if you didn't know where to go. And they would just keep yelling at you. And they're just aggressive. And, you know, actually, it's like Jason said. He goes, it's not that they're assholes. It's just that they don't have time. Everybody's always in a rush. Nobody got time for that. You don't got time to explain shit to you. Figure it out. Um, But as we were leaving, we had only five boxes. So we thought we would do the loading dock guys a favor. And... Me, Dom from uh, from Mess Bucket Comics, and the rest of Source Point, you know, they brought these five boxes down to the corner. And I'm waiting with all the stuff. You know, it's, it's five boxes and a few banners, a bag or two. That's it on this little corner. And I'm sitting there waiting. At the end of the loading dock, waiting on our van to pull around, which is going to take a little while because of traffic. Um so we're like, well, we'll just walk it down ourselves. They don't have to load it on the pallets. Big mistake. Because they're unionized. That's their job. You're threatening their job. That's how they see it. So a guy comes down, and Dom had a great response. But he said, uh, you can't put that stuff here. You got to move it. 
and we're like, what do you what do you want us to do here? He's like, no, I, I don't care what you do with it, but you can't load it up here. But the van's right there. We can, you cannot load it here. No, no, you have to take it back up. All the way back up there? Like, we thought you were doing you guys' favor. And Dom just goes, that's not happening. And he goes, okay, the police will be here in five minutes. <laughs> he threatened the police to yeah, show up? Yeah, and Dom goes, go ahead and call the cops. Like, uh, really over that? So then Travis, of course, is like, sometimes you just got to be apologetic because we had the best. We thought we were doing them a favor. He tries to explain it. And, and this logic is not getting through. He's just saying over and over again, you cannot load up here. Guy comes on on a golf cart, like, comes up, and uh, he says the same thing. He's like, you can't load up here. And he's like, listen, I'm going to explain. Can you take us on your golf cart? <laughs> right. Take us back up there then. Take the books or something on the golf cart. Yeah. If you want to do your job, then do that. But he just kept explaining to him over and over. And he goes, well, I'm going to talk to the big boss, Mitch. Of course, his name is Mitch. We wait 15 minutes for him. While we're waiting, the van pulls up. All we got to do is put the boxes in the van and go. I'm like, we are going to be out of here in five minutes if you just let us do this. And this is our stuff. Who says like, we can't do this? So then Mitch comes down and he goes, yeah, okay. He let you? Yeah. <laughs> I, Isn't it funny? Like all the workers always make a big deal out of it. And then you get the like top guy and he's like, yeah, I don't care. Yeah, it's because they're unionized and I get it. Or maybe they have. We thought we were doing them a favor. Or they think that they have the power. No. I, I said the no. Power. Right, exactly. <laughs> you know how many people love like a a power like trip? Yeah, power trip. I mean, and well, I said no, guys. and I want to watch you rock those heavy ass books all the way around the building. Eat it, bitch. <laughs> when yeah, I could just seriously. let you in real quick. So when we got in the van, you know, I'm like, let's get out of this town. And Dom's like, yeah, for real, step on it. <laughs> so anyway, but no knock to New York. I mean, I'm not going to let the loading dock people be my lasting impression but i would i did meet a nice old irishman uh he was very flirtatious and uh <laughs> love the fact that my name was casey and he was really nice and he was a loading dock worker so he didn't yell at me he's like you should have talked to me <laughs> yeah he would have set him straight the fighting irish <laughs> put up those fists so fast anyway it's 11 o'clock guys wow. dj kate's over here suffering I she's can go sick. home and get six hours of sleep. I'm so excited. Oh, yeah, I'm going to go home and night cool it up. Oh, yeah. I'm going to go party. Hey! Night Tossin, tossin, We're both over here like... Effin' vodka. Yeah, night quill. Let's, let's <laughs> die. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so, until next time, you can hide under the covers. You can put on that creepy clown mask to save everybody from looking at your butt-ugly face. But nothing, nothing, nothing is going <laughs> to save you from the watch, the watch list. <laughs> this is a previously recorded episode.